Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, The Adventures of Ali and His Gang versus Mr. Tooth Decay from 1976. If you're listening to this at the time of its release, last week was the 45th anniversary of the third and final boxing match between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, better known as the Thrilla in Manila. The match would serve as a tiebreaker between the two. Frazier had given Ali the first loss of his career in their match back in 1971, but Ali would take the rematch in 1974. Ali called Frazier the gorilla. He used this as the basis for his rhyme, which he spoke at a press conference while punching a gorilla doll. It will be a thriller and a chiller and a killer when I get the gorilla in Manila. I know, yeah. I know, man. Ali was known for his words almost as much as his boxing. His behavior in and out of the ring was actually inspired by professional wrestler Gorgeous George. In a 1969 interview with the Associated Press, Ali said, quote, I got it from seeing Gorgeous George wrestle in Las Vegas. I saw his aides spraying deodorant in the opponent's corner to contain the smell. I also saw 13,000 full seats. I talked with Gorgeous for five minutes after the match and started being a big mouth and a bragger. He told me people would come to see me get beat. Others would come to see me win. I'd get him coming and going. End quote. So Ali would use that tactic to trash talk his opponents using colorful language, often rhyming, and he also referred to himself as the greatest. And I said, Joe's going to come out smoking, and I ain't going to be joking. I'll be pecking and a-poking, pouring water on his smoking. Then this might shock and amaze you, but I will destroy Joe Frazier. Some people say, you better watch Joe Frazier. He's awful strong. I said, tell him to try band roll-on. His frequent use of rhyme is considered to have played a role in the shaping of the black poetic tradition, paving the way for poets like Gil Scott Heron, and even the emergence of rap music in the late 70s. Rappers like Jay-Z, Eminem, Chuck D, and LL Cool J have called Ali an influence. Ali's even been referred to in several hip-hop songs, including Will Smith's Gettin' Jiggy With It and Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight. You see, I'm six foot one and I'm tons of fun and I dress to a D. You see, I got more clothes than Muhammad Ali and I dress so viciously. Ali also used his words to speak out against the Vietnam War. He'd been drafted into the military in 1966, but he refused to serve because of his religious beliefs as a Muslim and he was just flat out against the war. My conscience won't let me go shoot my brother or some darker people or some pro-hungry people in the mud for big, powerful America and shoot them for what? They never called me nigger. They never lynched me. They never put no dogs on me. They never robbed me of my nationality, raped and killed my mother and father. Well, I'm going to shoot them for what? How can I go shoot them? Them little poor little black people, little babies and children and women. How can I shoot them poor people? Just take me to jail. Ali was the heavyweight champion at the time. But in March of 1967, he was stripped of the title. In June, he was convicted of draft evasion and sentenced to five years in prison. He was one of the first public figures to speak out against the war, leading others to join the anti-war movement. He appealed to the Supreme Court, and his conviction was overturned in 1971. 
During that time, Ali hadn't been in any sanctioned fights. He was denied a boxing license in every state and his passport was taken away. In August of 1970, while his case was still in appeal, he'd been granted a license to box by the City of Atlanta Athletic Commission. He made his in-ring return on October 26th, beating Jerry Quarry in three rounds. Five months later, his first of the three fights with Joe Frazier would happen, eventually leading to the Thrilla in Manila in 1975. But one year after the Thrilla in Manila, Ali would take on a very different opponent, Tooth Decay. Chap, what would you like to say to the children of the world? I'd like to tell the children of the world, mainly right here where they speak and understand English in America, to live a clean life, stay off of dope, just turn the country up. Also, if they want to be like me, I'm getting ready to go whoop George Ford. And by the time they see this, I would have beaten them. Tell them to quit eating so much candy. I have three rotten teeth and they're bad and I had to have one on pull. I can't chew my food like I should. Eat natural foods because we must whip Mr. Tooth Decay. I got one right here and one right here. That's Ali talking to his good friend Arthur Morrison. I spoke via email to Arthur Morrison's niece, Susan Tucker. She told me that Morrison often used his ties with the stars to help the poor. He was good friends with Ali and Evil Knievel, and the three of them hosted an annual event in Detroit and the surrounding areas where they bought and gave stock in Kmart to the poor children in those areas. She went on to tell me that Arthur's father had passed away when he was very young, and his mother became ill and she couldn't afford to take care of him or his five siblings. So they were all separated and sent to various relatives in various states, which she believed is what made Arthur have such empathy for poor children. She also told me that Morrison was very much into his dental and overall health. He was a vegan who she claimed had some of the most beautiful teeth she had ever seen. And for these reasons, she thinks that's why Morrison and Ali made a record together. A record that features a blurb on its cover saying, The information on dental health contained on this children's record is considered by the American Dental Association to be in accord with current scientific knowledge. So in 1976... The Adventures of Ali and His Gang versus Mr. Tooth Decay was released on St. John's Fruit and Vegetable Company. I'm the greatest fighter of all times! This is a very different type of record than what I've featured on the show before. It's a children's story album with some music here and there, but there is no track listing. It's just side one and side two. But it does kick off with a song. But it's not about Tooth Decay. It's about Ali being blamed for things he didn't do. The liner notes credit Morrison as the songwriter and refer to the song as Ali's historical theme song. Who's not the crack in the Liberty Bell? Ali! Ali! Who really gave that bell a smack? Ali! Who punches so hard that the bell did crack? Hit it so hard with an awful whack! Ali! Then we get into the story, narrated by Howard Cosell, who's credited on the album cover as the special announcer. On a warm, sunny day in a neighborhood a lot like yours, the gang is having a club meeting. Donnie is president and is speaking. The kids decide they want to try and do something different this summer. 
Cosell goes on to say that just outside of their clubhouse, two funny-looking characters are on the run. Mr. Tooth Decay and his sidekick, Sugar Cuber. Who are they running from? Hey, aren't you Muhammad Ali? Yes, indeed. That's who I am. Wow! The greatest! Ali tells them he has a new, different kind of battle coming up. This battle is against Mr. Tooth Decay and the nasty food that brings him around. Since the kids were already looking for something to do, they decide they want to help Ali win the battle. Ali tells them to listen closely. I'm so bad. I eat for breakfast railroad spikes. Oh! Yesterday I murdered a rock. Oh! Angela Stone. Oh! Hospitalize a brick. I'm so mean I make medicine sick. He goes on to say there's a lot of work to do to beat Mr. Tooth Decay. He tells the kids he's got someone he wants them to meet. So they head out. And on their journey, a few kids break off from the group and try to get some ice cream from an ice cream shop. The storekeeper, referred to as Old Blue Eyes, is in fact played by Old Blue Eyes, Frank Sinatra. Hey, what's the matter here? No, that's no good for his teeth. Stop. Too much sugar can cause cavities. What do you mean? You're going to deny these kids ice cream on a hot day like this? Hey, man, that's like taking candy from a baby. Ali convinces them that ice cream is bad for your teeth, and he says he'll take them to see his old friend who will have food that is much better for them. This friend is Brother St. John, an organic farmer, played by film, television, and Broadway actor, director, poet, playwright, and civil rights activist, Ossie Davis. What's this, Brother St. John? What kind of fruit is this? Dates. And here's some figs, too. Everything that's good to eat and good for you. Keeps your body in the prime of health. Uh, Come here, children. There's something else I want to show you. Look, everybody, a garden. Not just a garden. This is a very special garden. It's totally organic. Brother St. John goes on to give the kids a tour of his farm and teaches them the importance of eating healthy and brushing after every meal. He invites them in to feed them lunch and teach them the do's and don'ts of oral hygiene. And this is now when we move on to side two. Here, Mr. Tooth Decay and Sugar Cuber are hiding in the gang's clubhouse. Mr. Tooth Decay says that unbeknownst to the children, he has an ever-present friend around, and most of the time they can hardly see him. This friend is Willie Plack. <laughs> Did someone mention my name? Good to see you again, Willie. You know, I'm always around to do a good job for the boss. Yeah, I got the black chain just ready at your beckoning call. <laughs> Mr. Tooth Decay enlists Willie Plack to hang up posters around town of all of the delicious sweets the children would want to eat. Meanwhile, Sugarcuber stashes sweets around the clubhouse. Meanwhile, back at the farm, Brother St. John and the kids are coming up with a plan on how to spread the word about good dental hygiene, and he encourages fluoride treatments from their dentist. Brother St. John then tells them he used to be a dentist himself. He even shows the kids a picture of Mr. Tooth Decay and tells them to be on the lookout. After giving each of the kids a toothbrush and some dental floss, the gang heads out as Ali's historical theme song plays again. 
Not a reprise or anything, just the same song played again. When they return to the clubhouse, they find the sweets that were left there and begin to eat them. Hold it! This looks like the work of my arch enemy! His trademark, sugar cake! Oh, oh, looks like we've got trouble! Ali then encourages the gang to clean up the clubhouse and hang a toothbrush on the door as a way of keeping out Mr. Tooth Decay. And it works. Mr. Tooth Decay goes running. But the battle isn't completely over just yet, as the album closes out with a boxing match. Hello again, everyone. This is Howard Cosell at ringside. Muhammad Ali stepping into the corner of the ring, going into his familiar shadow boxing routine, looking over at the opponent. This time, the opponent is Mr. Tooth Decay. So a boxing match happens, and of course Ali wins by a knockout, and that's where the story ends. Arthur Morrison was the producer for the album and also wrote the story along with Esther Taylor Evans. There are a lot of credits listed on the record, but it does include some voice credits, most notably Jane Kennedy and Richie Havens. There's also a dedication to Mary C. Stranahan. It says for believing in the dream of a dreamer. And for reasons that I'm unsure of, comedian Lily Tomlin also gets a dedication. And that's the truth. The album was nominated for the Grammy Award for Best Recording for Children at the 19th Annual Grammy Awards in 1977, but it did not win. One side of the record's inner sleeve reads, Hey kids, our next story is Ali and his gang versus Fat Cat the Dope King and his sidekick Peter Pusher. But that's not exactly what happened. That record would come out, kind of. It would actually be called Dope, the Dope King's Last Stand. Ali did appear on that record, but he wasn't the main character. The Adventures of Ali and His Gang vs. Mr. Tooth Decay wasn't the only Muhammad Ali album. Back in 1963, before he had changed his name to Muhammad Ali, an album was released that's considered to be an early precursor to hip-hop. Cassius Clay, I Am the Greatest. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. Bizarre Albums.